Hey, and welcome to the Nordic Food Tech Podcast, where we speak with the leading entrepreneurs, organizations, ecosystem builders, and investors designing and enabling new food solutions in Scandinavia. My name is Annalisa Winther, and let's jump in. Today's guest is Frida Janssen, a longtime journalist covering the agricultural beat Frida is a co-founder of AGFO, a digital media and news outlet covering the intersection of agriculture and food in Sweden. The reporting they do is primarily in Swedish, but with the help of Google Translate, it's easy to subscribe and get the news, which I would highly recommend if you are at all curious about following the Swedish food system. They travel all over the country hearing different perspectives, and today Frida will give us a front row seat to the conversations being had, the emerging trends, and collaborations to look out for. We also discuss why journalism is so important for ecosystem development and connecting these different communities together. Hi, Frida. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm excited to be speaking with you. And I would like to get started by asking, when did you first realize or was there a moment when you realized you wanted to work within food? Well, uh, I grew up on a farm, so I've always been close to food and food production and You know, when I finished school, I went traveling and working all around the world, meeting new cultures, societies and people, you know, scuba diving in Belize, making a documentary in Eritrea or hiking in New Zealand. And what I saw led me to start studying international relations and eventually becoming a journalist. And one of my first jobs was at the leading agricultural newspaper in Sweden. And this was about 10 years ago. And I think it was then it really hit me how food is intertwined in so much. Everything that I'd seen during my travels just made more sense. Um, How and what we produce and and eat affects people and their livelihood and, you know, our environment um, and global markets and not to mention, you know, global stability. So it's such an important sector and interesting to work within. And I think, yeah, 10 years ago, that was when I really knew that this was something I really care about passionately and find deeply important. I've heard that in terms of the sustainable development goals, that food is actually the thing that touches all of them, that if you can figure out and solve for food, you actually solve for a lot of the world problems that you're talking about and mentioning that you've seen in your travels. So completely agree that it's important. But then you've made your way into journalism, and maybe you can give a little backstory about what is AGFO and what their focus is when it comes to journalism. Yeah, AGFO stands for Agriculture and Food, AGFO, or um, Ag Tech and Food Tech, if you will. And we focus on insights and knowledge about the future of food, and we use journalism as one tool. And for us, Sustainability, tech, and innovation are keywords in this aspect. And uh, me and the co-founder, Elvisa Modos, we started AGFO two years ago when we saw that there was a, you know, two parallel areas evolving in Sweden, the food tech scene and the ag tech scene. And we saw that no one in Sweden was actually reporting on both of these and looking at the whole food chain from farm to fork. and um, how these techniques actually affects everything in the ecosystem. 
So our aim is to look at the whole food system here in Sweden and, you know, in the Nordic country. But we also are looking globally how things are affecting, um, you know, new trends coming in. How will this affect sustainability or innovation or whatever? What kind of methodology do you use to actually make sure you cover everything? Because that's such a broad area, as we know, and there's so many different stakeholders and topics that how do you make sure that you get this holistic overview? Well, we read a lot. Uh, I don't think I've ever read so much as I do now. We read reports. We listen to, you know, what the global community says. And uh, we also, you know, looking very locally as well, what's going on local in Sweden, in, in different parts of the world. And we try and we talk a lot with, you know, scientists. We try to keep a scientific um, um, scientific view of what's going on and to actually, you know, keep a very neutral uh, point of view and looking at what's going on in the whole sector because you know something can sound very very good in one part but actually can be unsustainable in another aspect so yeah it's a lot of journalistic work to do uh, talk to people interview them and um, hear different side of the aspect or the story or you know Absolutely. And you guys are part of a larger organization too, right? Yes. We're owned by a, a media company uh, called LRF Media, which has uh, several uh, agricultural newspapers. Um, and they, in turn, are all, uh, also uh, owned by the Inter uh, Swedish Federation of Farmers. Um, and LRF Media has about... 13 different titles, I think it is. And yeah, mainly focus on the agricultural side um, before AGFO started, that is. Mm, so it's kind of taking it more into the food tech direction. Why do you think something like this is needed in order to have the ag tech and the food tech? I mean, what is the risk if people aren't talking? Well, I believe we need to talk to actually be able to meet the challenges in front of us. Um, when it comes to climate change, for example, it's going to affect how the food is produced and how nutritious the food is, for example. And we need to have a broader perspective of this and we need to talk in the, in the entire uh, food chain. And if you look at, for example, how innovative Sweden is when it comes to food, we're you know, on I think it was the 14th place in Bloomberg ranking. Uh, and one of the reasons is because we're not talking in the whole of the sector. You know, the agricultural sector talks within or, you know, the retail sector doesn't really, there haven't been a really good platform for everyone to talk to each other before. Um, we're seeing stuff being changed in that area and also we have a food strategy in Sweden now which also puts focus on these questions um, and how to produce you know sustainable food. When it comes to creating this platform how are you guys reaching out to the different people so kind of what does your actual program or services look like? Well we have um, two services you could say one that is open to everyone which 
includes um, we have a very popular and free newsletter where we look at new trends every Friday. Uh, the other service is a um, business-to-business offer where we work with many different companies, uh, small or large, it doesn't matter. And what we offer them is is uh, customized insights and you know inspirational lectures about the future of food and everything that involves food and food production. Um, and we also do reports, uh, data analytics about the food ecosystem, and we organize events like Ag for Talk, which is a panel talk where we dis- discuss important topics. Uh, that's where also where we meet a lot of people in the ecosystem. Uh, we, for example, cover food waste as one topic this autumn. I have to say a big thank you because I use the calendar you guys have on your website all the time, which is saying what are all the events happening um, in the Nordics and actually around the world within food. And same, you've made this wonderful infographic that I think you publish yearly about the different insights and people in the ecosystem. So kind of mapping what everything looks like. And I'm normally sitting in Copenhagen, but same with getting the newsletter. It is in Swedish, but just receiving that and having somebody who has their feet on the ground and is able to provide this overview, it's extremely helpful for just informing what's going on in another place. So thank you for the work you're doing. I I appreciate it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's great to hear. In terms of what you see going on right now and what the trends are or the discussions are, can you tell us about the opportunities you see or the main big things on everyone's lips these days? Oh, it's a lot. Um, I think... You can give us it all if you want. There's no limit. <laughs> it's good It's good to kind of hear the insight of where someone else is sitting. And also because I do think when it comes to agriculture, it seems like it's hard to get in touch, not necessarily with people doing ag tech, but the farming community and the technology community are not totally connected and working together and talking with each other. So even some insight around that, too, would be super cool to hear how what is actually happening on the ground and how people are collaborating. Yeah, there's one example uh, called the AgTech uh, 2030, which is a very interesting uh, AgTech project uh, coming from Linköping University. And they're creating an in- innovation area for the future of agriculture uh, with focus on you know, artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, sensors, uh, whatever. If if you're interested in ag tech, uh, that project would be something I would uh, you know look up because it's uh, things are going to happen there, and um, they have a good um, co- cooperation with the the you know with farmers in the area as well. Um, also, yeah, we're looking when it. I can see from just. The past few years, we're talking more about more and more about systems change, system change, and how we can change. You know, there are no easy, quick fixes when it comes to the food system because it's a big, large, very complex um, system, and I think. We need to start looking at some really difficult and when it comes to, for example, how can we make the food production fossil free? 
that's one big area that we need to work within. And I think there are some opportunities there as well, because it's going to be more uh, in the topic the coming years, because, you know, yeah, the largest contributor to, to uh, uh, greenhouse gas emissions is, you know, fossil fuels, for example. Um, and also, I think we should talk more about fish, and I think that it's on the rise as well. On the west coast of Sweden, there are many new entrepreneurs, for example, who want to change our view on what we eat from the ocean. Uh, there's, for example, mussel feed or cachalot, or for example, gorgefisk, which is uh, young entrepreneurs who want to transform the fish industry and move it up on, up on land and integrate it with agriculture. So I think uh, opportunities in the fish industry, it's also an exciting area where we will see a lot of development the coming years. Yeah, that's another example of, um, I guess we can put Aquatech kind of into the ag tech arena in terms of making our food, but it doesn't seem like the Aquatech guys and the food tech guys and the ag tech guys are all buddy-buddy and chatting with each other. But how do you how do you actually bring these people together so that you get the food tech and the ag tech to talk to each other? Because you guys are also facilitators from the point of view of just publishing information and being this kind of center of information or a node in the ecosystem to also making events where people can physically gather in the real world? Well, we believe in a good conversation and good discussion. And I think one of the biggest problems today is that there is a lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge when it comes to, you know, what's going on in that part of the ecosystem or people don't know what I'm doing here. So, uh, we need to have a common platform to talk uh, to each other. And, you know, for example, at our Agfo Talks, we have people there from the whole of the ecosystem, from, you know, farmers to retail to just very interested consumers and entrepreneurs. And they all meet and talk. That's where the magic happens, basically, um, because we need to understand what challenges other parts of the ecosystem have so we don't create you know in our strive to make new great innovations we don't actually solve anything we just create something that in the end will be another problem so we need to have a yeah holistic and view of the whole ecosystem and have a very good knowledge about how you know, my innovation uh, affects or my product affects other parts of the universe. But how can somebody approach judging whether or not something is actually sustainable or gaining better insight around whether or not what I'm inventing or creating will affect you and kind of what ripple effect it will have? We are always lifting, you know, the, you know what, are, what is the scientific community saying? What are researchers saying? So um, if... We haven't, you know, written about this, for example. I always encourage people to, you know, phone, you know, the nearest scientist who is the expert within this field and talk uh, and then call another one who might not have that 
part of the universe as their focus. But, you know, for example, with biodiversity, if my company want to make a climate friendly um, product, how will that affect, for example, biodiversity? Because that's not always in line with each other. So basically, you could um, create something that potentially could be bad even though you want to be want to do good so talk to scientists talk to people who know talk to people who have been in front of you and done similar things that's my advice yeah you kind of have to do your own due diligence on yourself or push in that direction yeah because yeah because no one knows what kind of you know where you are uh, what conditions you have within your company or how you affect its always unique so you have to do your homework yes yeah i agree and it's a perfect segue it's that's a perfect segue into entrepreneurship because one of the questions to ask is if a company or an initiative whatever it might be wants to enter sweden for example how is it that they can maybe connect with you or uh, get in touch with what's happening overall in order to better understand how they fit into the fabric or how they can be successful well, yeah, get in touch with us through, um, you know, giving us email or, you know, hello at agfo.se, connect on LinkedIn or our site, agfo.se, um, is one way to get in touch. And then look at our maps that we have uh, and look at, you know, what sectors, uh, where are the startups now Um how what incubator or accelerators is out there is there any funding i can get yeah look at that and see how you can contribute or give us a call and we can talk <laughs> what is something you think people should know that i am not thinking to ask you in in the northern part of sweden uh is an, a project that's called naramat uh which is means food close to you. Uh, it's a quite an exciting project where they are looking at food product development throughout cooperation throughout the whole food chain and to build local clusters to enhance sustainable food. Um, I think that uh, there's a hidden food potential in the north of Sweden that we can do a lot more around. And that's an often a, an area of Sweden that is overlooked when it comes to many things, but uh, food, for example. And there's also uh, the University of Örebro has several projects focusing on sensory experience and health, uh, which I find is an exciting area. And one example is um, they have, it's on improved sensory experience for elder, elderly uh, related to health, where they actually study the perceived intensity of basic taste in combination with music to be able to create music for an you know optimal meal experience so both taste and health and music uh, i think that's an exciting uh, project uh, yeah um also should mention about on a national level um when it comes to the food strategy there is a sweden food arena which is a fairly new platform uh, and their aim is to enhance innovation in the food system um, and 
they're working with the industry and the universities and the government to change and make Sweden a more innovative country uh, when it comes to food. And I think uh, that is something that can make a difference when it comes to, you know, in the future or looking forward in the food system where it actually can help uh, to make it more innovative. Great. I I have the whopper of a question for you now, which is, what is your vision for what the Nordic food tech ecosystem should look like in 10 to 15 years? Well, um, I th- I'm, I'm hoping that the Nordic region will be, you know, leading the way in circular food production. Uh, and, and I'm hoping that uh, the production is fossil free. And I, I'm hoping also it will be a more innovative and brave ecosystem with a lot more cooperation between everyone involved um, because that's needed when in regard of the challenges we face when it comes to climate change, for example. And also today there is an economic inequality where some parts in the system earn more and have greater power and a sustainable food system includes economic sustainability and shared risks. And I believe that without that, the incentives to invest in sustainability is lower. So, you know, if you're a major player, you have a greater responsibility. Um, and I think also, I mean, today's sustainability in all aspects is not at the core of every company. And I hope that will be the case in 10 to 15 years. Uh, and I believe, or my vision is also that we will see a lot more um, innovation that connects, you know, the the farm to the fork um, in a different way that we do today. So, um, yeah, and I'm I'm hoping also that we will have an ecosystem that is able to keep, you know, many perspectives. Uh, on the table at once because we have to, you know, climate, um, biodiversity, water, resource efficiency, and so on. We're talking about a complex biological system, so we need to to uh, do many things at the same time. You know, I'm hoping in 10 years' time we don't have upcycled products because there's nothing to upcycle. You know, we look at our resources, our food, and we use everything. So I hope we have a shift in mind. What kind of work or infrastructure or collaboration do you think we need more of in order to build this vision, break down the silos, and have a better uh, farm-to-fork experience? Well, I think we need... Well, we need more uh, research uh, and closer cooperation uh, between, you know, government, uh, companies, scientific community, um, and also, um, yeah, a Nordic platform. Uh, We have so many things in common and we're small countries. So, you know, when it comes to climate, soil health, education, we have all curious consumers and there's an entrepreneurial drive. Uh, we should benefit uh, benefit on that on a Nordic level and a, a level on a in a different level that we do today. Um, so there's much to be done, you know, 
cooperate just cooperating more than we do today. Do you guys have an ask for our community or anything that you need in order to be better at doing your work and that we should know about or that we can help you with? Well, we, I mean, we have, you know, we, our weekly newsletter and we try to be everywhere on different types of uh, um, events, but we can't be ev everywhere. Uh, so, Anyone who who's listening um, and you know have tips on innovative ideas or entrepreneurs that we should look up, um, please contact us and give us tips on that because um, um, that's always very much appreciated. And one last time, what is the best way to get in touch with you guys? Well, our site, agfo.se, um, you can email us at hello at agfo.se or just connect on LinkedIn, for example. All right, Frida, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. All right, guys, that's all for today. You can find the show notes and more episodes at nordicfoodtech.io. And if you like what you hear please be generous and take the time to rate the show or share it on social media. This is all about creating better food solutions, and we can't do that without your help. I'm Annalisa Winther, and let's spread the word about the Nordic food tech ecosystem together. See you next time.